the perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode of the Cover 3 Podcast is presented by FanDuel's book. Make every moment more. Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Chip Patterson, Tom Fernelli, Danny Cannell, and Bud Elliott. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Tom Fernelli. That's Bud Elliott. That's Danny Cannell. I'm Chip Patterson coming to you live at YouTube.com slash Cover 3 and everywhere you get your podcasts on demand. Thanks for hanging out. Smash that subscribe. Smash that like and come and join us in the chat, a.k.a. the Cover 3 tailgate. We've been having big air quotes meetings on everybody's schedule, on their calendar, their work calendar. Seen people chiming in since 8.45 this morning, cracking a cold coffee to be able to get ready for everyone's favorite time of the week. It is when we do our locks for the week ahead. Uh, Very excited to be back with you. And let's begin, like we always do, with a look back at the week that was. Bud Elliott, four and four week. The wins included Georgia minus 14, Oregon minus six and a half, Louisville minus four, and Georgia Southern minus one. The losses, whoo, you stepped into a Latif fight and you got what you deserved. Taking the loss on Ohio State, Wisconsin. Uh, also losing the Wake team total under. I was right there with you. The New Mexico, Nevada under. And also in a bar fight loss, Oregon State minus three does not cash. Uh, against Arizona. Thoughts on what you got? Uh, obviously, traders have to walk the plank, right? So uh, I, I went, against, went against the group, got to pay the consequences. Chip, uh, Wake team total under was the right side. I, I think if you watch that, like th- that's about the maximum number of points Wake could have possibly scored based on how they moved the ball. I'd bet that again. Oregon State was, uh, was just the wrong side. So apologize for that. Honestly, like I think the market in college football is getting more efficient year over year, more people are betting early in, in the week. Like if I turn any profit just betting at a static time on a Thursday at eleven o'clock, I'm happy. Like in any profit this late in the week, because these things move faster than they ever have. So, you know, fifty five percent I I hope I can hold on. 
I love uh, Matt in the Cover Three tailgate saying it's just just talking my language. It's a week of pushing money around and tipping the dealer. Four and four ain't nothing wrong with that. Four and four is what your boy got as well. Uh, getting on the winning side of the Latif fight, Ohio State Wisconsin. I was on the under. Also cashing that Kansas plus ten, Arizona plus three and a half on that side of the bar fight. Texas minus eighteen against BYU. The losses. Louisville team total over 25 and a half did not hit, uh, did not hit on James Madison ODU on the total. I was on the under right there with you, bud, on the wake team total. And then New Mexico plus one and a half. New Mexico plus one and a half. Bad play, never close. James Madison under, uh, bad play, never close. But you mentioned it like seriously, one explosive play, like, yeah. like one like 60 or 70 yard pass play basically was one of the only scoring opportunities the Deeks got all game. But you know what? That's uh, that's what happens when you're messing around with 14 and a half. But I, I got something for Jeff Brown. Come on, dog. I just needed a field goal. All right. You were up 23 to nothing and just just kept him at bay with just they, like an arm. Like the whole whole like what last two and a half like last they put that thing in park. Oh I just needed yeah. a little bit, just a little bit more, but that's all right. I'll take four and four uh, on the week. Danny. Four and five week for you. Uh, you are not a trader, of course, on the, the right side of the Latif fight. Also, Georgia minus 14 is a winner. Louisville minus four is a winner. The Duke Louisville under. Hey, that's the play to go. Uh, unfortunately, taking an L on Utah plus six and a half. The first half under in the cocktail party. Then UCLA minus 17 didn't come home. The under in uh, Kentucky, Tennessee. And then USC minus 10 and a half against Cal. Uh, what do we think? Uh First of all, I want to echo what Bud said. It's early week picks. That's what's driving me down. Picking on Thursday, static lines. Yeah. With that. That's what's killing me. I also will say this. I had no idea Dion and uh, Chip Kelly were such boys. Like They were just dapping it up. The love fest. I thought there was more likely chance the UCLA would have blown Colorado out. I didn't know he was going to call off the dogs or have four turnovers in the first half. I would make that bet every time again. And then USC, that is a bet at your own peril and i got burned for trying to back the trojans hey listen that's we we play we we're not unafraid to come into static time unafraid to play with fire we make bad decisions and we live with them that's all right tom six and five week for you uh winners including the under on ohio state wisconsin the over in uh, the cocktail party oregon minus six and a half arizona plus three and a half uh the boise wyoming under the Iowa State minus two and a half. And then the losses were App State minus 17 against Southern Miss. Miami and Miami of Ohio, Miami, Ohio against Ohio under. Uh, Colorado State plus 13 and a half. Then the Cincy, Oklahoma State under. And the Purdue, Nebraska under. What were the big takeaways from your six and five week? Uh, my takeaways are I should have been 10 and one. Pretty much like the only the only play I made that I don't feel like that was just taking a shot and it didn't work out was App State minus 17 losing on Miami and Ohio the under that mean that was a loss, but I don't feel bad about that one. Colorado State things got a little weird there. They ended up not covering. And then, of course, there were the unders in the Cincy, Oklahoma State and the Purdue, Nebraska games, which were just I mean. Like they were they were good until like the last five minutes of the fourth quarter in both games when both teams just decided to score a whole bunch of points for no reason. So, yeah, I, I was happy with the week, unhappy with the results. Hey, process, not results, right? That's what we're all about. That's how we build for the future. So, with week nine flush behind us, we look ahead to week 10, and I ask you, gentlemen, y'all ready to lock it up? Let's go.
Since 2005, the under in games between service academies is 40 9 and 1. We're picking locks. Give me an over in this one as well. A little two for one special. Don't get these locks. I was a sicko last week. Y'all were watching the good games. I was live betting the hell out of ULM, Kentucky. My blue plate special five star locks are coming. Five star master lock. Lock it. You up. want these locks? I'm, I'm, I'm living and dying every, every point, every cover. All right, week 10 schedule on deck. We begin with that early bird action as we are coming to you on Thursday. Want to get you those picks. Thursday night, pretty good, man. We've Thursday nights have not given us uh, this type of action, but late in the season, you got to get it in. TCU and Texas Tech. Duke and Wake Forest. And heads up, Troy boy. Got biggest game, the division race right here. Troy against South Alabama. Anybody got to play for Thursday night? You're not? Bud? Oh, I was just just sitting back in the cut, see if I get get somebody to fight me on it. But yeah, <laughs> Troy minus three and a half. Look, it's Troy at home. Troy's a good football team, guys. Mm-hmm. Quarterback Gunner Watson's playing a little better. They're passing the ball around. He went for three fifty last week. Like Troy's got a little bit of that Oklahoma thing to him, where like they are confident in what they do, and they go out and they play hard and execute it. So. I'm going to ride with Troy in, until I have not. I've bet Troy, like, either actually bet him or locked him up or both for, I don't know, a couple weeks in a row now. So, yeah. Why is that line moving so much? I I think a lot of people uh, saw the, the box score last week for South, you know, and saw they put up 500-something yards on a, on a Louisiana defense that it definitely doesn't suck. Uh, and that's, you know, pretty impressive, I guess. They – South did move the ball last week and just had turnovers that into drives. So I, I guess it's it's that. Um, I don't know. Maybe you get a three if you wait. It looks like that's, like that's everybody disagrees with do. Me, yeah. <laughs> I, I you know what though, Troy's been disagreed with quite a bit in the market this year. You know it it uh, was disagreed with I believe at Georgia State and a couple other ones and that that went okay. Yeah, if it, if it gets to three, I'm going to bet it. Um, I don't yeah. have a lock. What if it gets to three? I'm going to like. You have to leave the show for a minute and then come back. <laughs> <laughs> like it happens during the show. I, I'm not locking up anything tonight, but my Twitter tip is the under 59 and a half in TCU, Texas Tech. I'm just need Josh Hoover and Baron Morton to, sh- to prove it to me. I, I wanted to ask you about this. Do you think this implies like this number here? Because I made it a little bit higher and then I thought about it in my head. And I was like, this number kind of implies that Morton, and it was a shoulder for Morton, right? Mm-hmm. Like this number kind of implies that it's that like we're getting a hundred percent healthy Morton. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, he's playing, and if but he's hundred percent healthy, yeah, yeah, that's my point. Is like if yeah. he's hundred percent, the number should probably be like sixty-two. So that's an edge. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I don't know. I would rather just wait and bet it live mm-hmm. once I see him throw the ball around a little bit, and then because if he's hundred percent healthy, this game could could be in the seventies. Yeah. Are there? Any 45s for Duke Wake Forest? Or are we uh, pretty much looking at yeah. 44s and 45? Okay. 45s. I, what you want over or under? Under. Oh, uh, well. If there's yeah. a 45 and a half, that'd be awesome. Uh, 45 and a half is where where do we got here? Let's see. I got my spend cards pulled up. We okay, have right, so here's the reason I can't really bet there. 45 is the best number we, we, okay. we have. Um, because a couple ways to attack this. Number one, Duke Unders, the way they handle their business, have been pretty profitable. We know that's a very good defense. We know that Wake Forest offense, not very productive. Um, they've had you know issues. They they at least, you know, 
seem to at least know who they are, but it is not the same type of consistently explosive or productive offense that is anywhere close to it. But the reason why I wanted a key number here is because this is a lot of vibes. And the vibes include the fact that the wind chill was 24 degrees when I went outside this morning. It's a cold (laughs) night in the triangle. Now, you know, sun sets, sun powers the wind. I've already looked at the wind. This is not a wonder that we are dealing with, but it is bitter cold right now. And I just kind of see the type of game where both these teams are leading with their defense and it, Seems a little bit lower scoring. So uh, with with a weather vibes and with Duke's defense, Wake's uh, offense, which has struggled, uh, let, let's go a little lower scoring in Durham in this uh, in this ACC battle. Wow, it's only going to be forty seven degrees at kick. That's you guys okay with that? You going to survive? <laughs> it, I'm just I'm I'm telling you how it feels. It's, again, vibes. All right. It was it was pretty chilly down. Dan, Dan is it chilly down there for you this morning too? It, it yeah. Was, woo, I had man. the windows open. Until I had to put a quarter zip on. Got a little toasty. I had to turn the AC back on. I had to throw on. two jackets on for daycare drop off. I mean, <laughs> double it up. It was cold. Oh, well, we 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 got a little. Uh, we got 71 now, but it feels oh, it feels like 71. Yeah, but it is windy. The low of 55 though. I mean, tonight might break out the fire. Hmm. Currently uh, 38 here, but it was 28 this morning when I walked. So. All right. Yeah, but you, you got you got 18 on Tuesday, right, or Sunday? On Sunday I went. Yeah. Do we have an update on the score? Because I, I heard I heard some good things in the group chat. 90 on Sunday in 40. All right. Is so that the anything... first 90 we've had? Nope. Uh, he broke okay. it. All right. That's right. You did break it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else for Thursday? All right. Friday. Syracuse Boston College, Wyoming, Colorado State. Cowboys coming off getting pasted by Boise. Oh, and I I got no idea what to do with either one of those teams. Colorado State on the losing end 30 to 13 against Air Force. You know, Syracuse is uh but Boston College trying to fight for bowl eligibility. <laughs> I, I've got a lot of intrigue. I don't have any locks here. No confidence one way or the other. Anybody got a play? Oh, I've got a play. Chip, where's this game being played on Friday night between Colorado State and Wyoming? Oh, yes. <laughs> it's going to be windy in Laramie. It is going to be windy in Laramie. It's going to be cold and windy, and we are taking the under 41 and a half between Colorado State and Wyoming. Back in our bag. And I mean all the way in our bag. Because where are you going to find this game? On the mothership CBS Sports Network. Let's go. An under in Laramie on CBS Sports Network. Woo. That's like getting out Christmas decorations for me. Let's go. <laughs> are, are you guys a Christmas decorations before Thanksgiving? No, it's Saturday after Thanksgiving has become our tradition. Like while I'm going through a work day, the family gets all the boxes down. Yeah. Christmas music's already being played and the tree will be up probably in two weeks because you know why? People that put up decorations earlier are happier and live longer lives. Ooh. Is there, is there a scientific science. study that proves science. this? Science. <laughs> Look at that. And my wife's going to live like a million. I, I think she, she got an NIL deal with Target or something or, or Home Goods. <laughs> We've got we got like a couple like ceramic pumpkins out on the front porch. And as soon as Halloween on Wednesday morning, Lynn's like, all right, bring those in. We're done. <laughs> yeah, we we uh, 
we we can't do the jack o' lantern too early because like my my house faces east, so we get like the crazy sunrise sun on it, and it just bakes it like. like <laughs> oh, so we, we, suck. we yeah we and, and like I'll, I'll I bring it I bring it inside like like so that it doesn't not inside but like into the shade you know but we did our jack o' lantern the day before Halloween. Because like this, this is gonna rot like crazy. That's gonna be with, pumpkin with pie on your front porch. Yeah, yeah, like, like th- that's Florida problems right there, right? Mm-hmm. All right, anything else for Friday? Nope. I oh. mean, how can I not ride with Thomas Castellanos? I, look, I, I I wanted the three all week. I know it opened at three. There really wasn't much three out there. I really thought Cuse was gonna get kind of right, you know, after the bye week. Because I, I thought that Florida State game for Cuse was sort of like a get-to-your-corner game. They knew they were really banged up. They knew they had problems. And it was just, okay, like pack it in, get right at the bye week. And they come out, and they were just non-competitive against Vodtech. And now I'm kind of having to shift to think, guys, maybe these dudes ain't coming back. Maybe they're more – because Dino doesn't really do the injury thing. You know, he mm-hmm. said, like, oh, he's got an owie. And obviously Castellanos for BC got banged up too, but he came back in the game. So I, I, I'm going to assume that Castellanos is playing. Um, maybe that's just what Q says. Like may, maybe they're just not any good now because they don't have much depth. I'll take BC. I think BC is decent along both lines of scrimmage. I was ready for like a mid-game sell of Boston College stock when Castellanos left, and then he comes back into the game, and I'm like, all right, they, all hopes are back, baby. They put up like 400 and. 70 yards on UConn that like red zone fumble, red zone pick, turnover on downs. They they, they could have covered that game pretty easily, I guess. They kneeled at the goal line. Right. Yeah. Like BC was the right side last week. I'm I'm fairly sure. <laughs> Keith in, in the cover three tailgate. Uh, uh I'm not gonna take that Dino slander. All right. We're, we're looking out for our boys <laughs> having a rough season. I like Dino, man. Like he's fun to talk to. Like I just I don't think you can really win at Syracuse. Mm. All right. As a job. Coming up on the other side, we begin our breakdown of Saturday with CBS triple header with a crazy looking game in Bedlam and can Texas hold off Kent State? That and more next Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern time. The Big Ten on CBS kicks off a huge day of college football with number one Ohio State taking on Rutgers. Then At 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time, it's over to the SEC on CBS for number 12 Missouri against number two Georgia. Then, in primetime, it's a showdown in Tuscaloosa between number 14 LSU and number eight Alabama. You can watch it all on CBS and stream on Paramount+. Plus. So we began our breakdown of some of the big games on Saturday with that battle in Piscataway. Ohio State sitting around 18 and a half or so, favored against the Scarlet Knights over under a 42 and a half. Anybody got a lock? And even if we don't have a lock, definitely thoughts on the game. We didn't get a chance to, to give this one a, a full breakdown on Wednesday, though I, I'm sure that there will be a lot of interest, especially in the wake of the Buckeyes getting that little number one beside their name. I've got a lock. Let's go. Tom, say it with your chest. Under 42 and a half. Yes. Just, it's, the under has continued to be just an ATM in Ohio State games to begin with. And it's just looking at this matchup, I do think with Trevion Henderson back, their offense is a lot better and more explosive and more capable of putting up points like we haven't seen them really do at any point this year. But more than anything, 
is Rutgers going to score 10 points in this game? Like Rutgers might score six. It might score seven. I don't think they're going to have a whole lot of success against this Ohio State defense. They're too one dimensional. So Ohio State could still score like, you know, 35 points. And I feel like we could finish under here. So, um, yeah, under 42 and a half. What's our Rutgers team total? Somebody said that uh, 11 and a half is what I saw this morning. Uh, hmm. Somebody said Rutgers team, uh, Ohio State opponent team totals are seven and zero. The stat that we used when we were breaking out our our Latifite army uh, with the C three OGs was that every game against a power conference opponent for Ohio State this year has gone under the total. Yeah, I I, I like it. I like it a I, lot. I like it so much. I want to lock that one up actually. Yeah. But uh, I I see on spank odds here twelve and a half. So. Oh, no, no, you want to lock up the team number, total. The team total under, yeah. <laughs> I, I, 12 and a half. I mean, look, it, it 12 and a half is, is certainly not key, uh, but it, juice out there is like, yep. yeah, it's m- minus 09, so that, that's <laughs> actually kind of cheap. Uh, watch, watch him score 12. <laughs> good God. Hey, man. Four hey, field over goals. Over the course of a season, it can add up a little bit. I, I I'm not entirely sure that Ohio State – wants to come out scoring here. Nobody's really all that excited about a trip to Piscataway. Uh, they have back-to-back difficult games they just played, right? So, you know, it's, what, Penn State and then at Wisconsin. But this Rutgers offense just isn't any good. So, like, Ohio State D-line seems to be for real. JTT, actually, the Wisconsin kid, the Tom's Point on Monday show, blocked him well. You know, they didn't block very well? Hall. Tyler Williams and Sawyer. Like Ohio State to me has four guys who are going to be going to be drafted on that D line. That's legit. I don't think Rutgers can block them. Uh I could see a 27 to 10 game, something like that. Mm-hmm. Hitting your guys under, hitting your team total under. But it also means Rutgers gets the cover. Give me Rutgers plus 18 and a half. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I tell you what, that's the sound of a man who's going to be in studio. <laughs> really wants to. <laughs> Come on, Rutgers. Come on. Eddie's going to be looking all close game. Uh, <laughs> close, close game makes that halftime and post game update way more exciting. No one goes into the birthplace of college football, <laughs> walks away unscathed. <laughs> Oh man! I think the most interesting thing will be is will there be somebody on a hat with a hat and sunglasses on the Rutgers sidelines to be looking out for? No, uh, no. The most interesting thing is how Greg Schiano and Ryan Day are going to exchange the uh, the you know payment slips for uh, the law firm you know that they teamed up to pay for allegedly, 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 allegedly. allegedly. Old buddies, Ryan Day and Greg Schiano, just dapping it up and high fiving at midfield before the game. I love yeah, I, it when uh, does the chat point out? Is the, is Robert right? I can get plus nineteen because I have I'm at work and I have no access to any gambling information. Oh yeah, there is a nineteen. There's down. a nineteen at a yes a sports you book. Gotta love to say anymore. That's all we do on here is talk the lines. <laughs> There's a nineteen. Got no access. Woo-hoo. <laughs> all right. Um, also, I guess. Th- also, early in the day in the noon window, you've got Texas and Kansas State. We gave this one a, a full detailed look and big game breakdown on Wednesday's show. Anybody got a lock between the Wildcats and the Longhorns? I, 
<laughs> it's awful quiet in here. I don't have a lock. I have a lean, but there's there's too many variables. Like, was Texas just kind of being extremely vanilla last week? Did they have anything with Malik Murphy that they plan on showing this week that they didn't put against BYU? I lean Texas minus four, but because I don't really know for sure, I'm not going to lock it up. I think they're going to score Texas. That is, I mean, this is, they need 28. I, are there second half lines available? There's what, uh, some places offer second half stuff, uh, off the bat because mm-hmm. last you mentioned last year's matchup and last year's matchup, Texas had 31 in the first half, but just three after halftime. Once Chris Kleiman was able to get a good look at what Sark was doing, they were able to put in the mid-game adjustments. I mean, you know, the the final result played out you know, as such, but I, I thought that if, if there's a Kansas – I'm not going to throw that as a lock. I'll just say that as a little little gem to float out there, maybe at halftime, jumping on, on a little Kansas State second half based on the way things went last year's matchup could be an option for you. Are you wanting to take the over, bud? Yeah, uh, 27 I see here. For the team total. I'm going to take Texas team total over 27. It's a good number. I'll take the over in the game. Mm. 49 and a half, I think. <laughs> I hope <laughs> what I can get. Um, I think I think this game, I mean, the Big 12, I think this will break out as a Big 10 game. I do think Texas will be able to put up some points, but I also think Chris Kleiman and company, Colin Klein calling the plays, working both quarterbacks, I think they'll be able to put up some points too on Texas defense. I would lean towards uh, Kansas State too. For the, I I did the, I will admit cowardice when we had to pick this for the site. I said Kansas State against the spread, Texas straight up. Like I just, I I think it's probably, yeah, I think it's probably a close game and that's a key number. So yeah, I could see, I could see that. That is Uh, my go to move anytime they send us the expert picks emails and I'm not not really sure. It's just, all right, underdog to cover, favorite to win. (laughs) Let's go. Um, what did our old colleague Jerry Hennon call it? Splitting the Splitting baby. The baby. <laughs> violent, violent phrase to describe uh, such an act. All right, then. 3.30 p.m. Eastern time between the hedges, Athens, Georgia, Georgia, and Missouri. The Missouri Tigers coming in with that top 12 matchup. And, of course, Georgia, not at number one. At number two in the committee's first rankings, the Bulldogs favored by about 15, over under around 54 and a half. Who's got a luck? Over. Okay. Give me over 54 and a half. I think that Georgia can get us to 40. And I think that you've got enough explosiveness with Luther Burden and the rest of these wide receivers. And you've got enough of, you know, something that Bud talks about a lot. Eli Drinkwitz pretty good at, at being able to draw some stuff up and trying to make things easy for his quarterback, Brady Cook, who can, you know, can take care of the ball, but he's not the reason why you're going to be able to take it over the top. So Drink does a good job of making life a little bit easier for him, and Burden's, you know, playmaking ability certainly does that as well. So I think Georgia can get to 40 against this Missouri defense with Carson Beck and the passing attack leading the way. And I think that Missouri can go and get us to 20. So if, if as I'm imagining a game of like a, you know, 41, 21 kind of showdown, all of that gives us a lot of wiggle room on 54 and a half. So I like points, 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 points over the total in Athens. Do you still like it at 55? 
Are there no 54 and a half left? No. What were Haitian numbers this again? It 330 p.m. on CBS. <laughs> it's 401 and 402. 401. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, there's uh, no, we do have a 54 and a half. All right. Where? At a place that takes 20,000 a pop. So that, that seems pretty oh, legit. I guess yeah. that counts. All right. That's fair. <laughs> we won't name the place, but they're, I'm scrolling over their limits right now. So, yes, 54 and a half works. Chippy going to put like, large on it or? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I got know. like maybe you know. 20 on it. I don't know about 20 large. <laughs> 20, $20 is 20 large. Yeah, 20 kidding? large dollars. Patterson unit. Let's go. <laughs> do you guys like when you see a good movie, do you guys like to go back and watch it again? Not in theaters, but I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You just kind of relive some of those great lines, some of those laughers. I think we've seen this story before. I think we've seen this movie before. Give me the dogs, lamb. I mean, we're all this, man, oh, this looks like this tough last month is going to be such a gauntlet for Kirby. And, oh, they don't look as good. Brock Bowers is out. We've seen this before. Kentucky went to town, got smoked. Florida shows up. Rivalry game. Ooh, throw out the records. Nope. Georgia is still Georgia. And Carson Beck has been dealing. I am mildly concerned about the offense of Missouri, but I think Georgia will win what is that book? Can I give? Is it 14 and a half? 15. 15? I don't sweat it at all. Yeah. Lay the 15th. You don't want to be sweating. Like, if, if if your view of this game is correct, we're not like sweating possessions. They're either no. winning this by 20 or it's a like way too close game late. I like that. Anybody else got a play or a thought? I, I included Georgia minus 15 in the column, but I'm not locking it up. I just had to put it in the column. All right. Um, also 3.30 p.m. Eastern time, we've got Bedlam, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Uh, currently, we're looking at the Sooners around six, five and a half, over under 60 and a half or so. Who's got a lock here? Uh, look, different reasoning, same play, over the total. I heard amazing numbers, statistics, and facts on the Cover 3 podcast on Wednesday. I listened to every single episode, including the fact that these two teams both rank outside of the top 80 in missed tackles. <laughs> oh, including something that I knew going into it, the fact that Oklahoma's run defense has been a little bit exposed in the last two weeks, that when I took UCF, you know, thought about it, when I took Kansas – Definitely talked about it. This line's too little for me to jump all over uh, the pokes. It kind of feels a little trendy. So let's instead think about the way this plays out. Ollie Gordon is able to continue to exploit Oklahoma's run defense. They won't have an answer. But as Tom mentioned on the show Wednesday, Oklahoma State's pass defense is kind of the weaker side. Not good going up against Oklahoma, which while you know has not does not have elite playmaking on the outside. You throw in that being the weakness with some difficulty in open field tackling. I see touchdowns on touchdowns and touchdowns. And finally, the vibes, man. Last big 12 bedlam in Stillwater. Paddles on the side. You know this game's going to end in the 30s. That's just the way this goes. It's called bedlam. So, yeah. Oh, anything under 62, green light go. So if 60 and a half, I'll take it. But that I definitely see this one being uh, living up to everything that you would want out of this rivalry. I hate that they're playing it in the afternoon. It will be windy, though, Chip. I just 
want you to understand that. So I, I'm okay. not I'm not joining you here. But there it's will okay. be about double digit wins blowing through all day. Listen, but we've talked about how Oklahoma's offense doesn't throw it down the field. They just throw it to the side and then look for missed tackles. Mm -hmm. And if you're running the football, the win's not going to be, you know, playing as much of a <laughs> factor. <laughs> I usually get along with my HCC buddy pretty well. Oh, yes. I got to fight this one. Fight, 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 fight. Give me the under. I'll take this one. I think... Too many points. I think you'll see a little bit of that kind of big game, nervous energy. I think Oklahoma could get out to a slowish start. Um, I think they might, I think Oklahoma might be more committed to the run to try to establish the ground game. Got a little bit away from it versus Kansas. We know what Oklahoma State's gonna do, but I do think Oklahoma, I think they'll be able to slow down Ollie Gordon somewhat. Like, I don't think he's going for 250 plus. He still might have 150, but that's still a pretty dang good game considering the bar that he set. Um I just think Oklahoma's defense will perform better than they have. Not saying they're going to pitch a shutout. I think it's a close game. I would lean Oklahoma State, except it seems a little bit trendy. Um, so I'll just take the under. How is this the price? I mean, o Oklahoma was, what, seven last week at Kansas with the flu rumors? Bet down from 10. Kansas was what, two and a half at Oklahoma State lost, but like if you use like a post-game win expectancy model, they were the right side. So, I mean, on a, you see what I'm getting at here? Like this feels cheap, even accounting for what has happened in the last two weeks. I, I just, I have a lot of respect for the market. You know, hundreds of millions are betting this market every week. Like what the teams close at pregame is, is actually pretty instructive, regardless of what happens on the field, unless new guys get really dinged. This feels cheap to me. I'm going to go ahead and take Oklahoma. Lay the six. I can get you five and a half. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, that it, trendy, trendy for sure. Yeah. And I'm somebody that has that 60 to one ticket along with Tom on Oklahoma State. Like, I'm hoping I'm wrong on this. I just don't think I am. <laughs> We're Let, me lock it up. <laughs> Let me lock it up with Bud. I was leaning that way. All I needed was a little Florida State power. Not to mention Oklahoma's six, one and one against the spread in this, uh, in the last eight games. I do think this is a big bounce back spot. And I I, I don't want to say fluky because I love I mean we gave I mean I was Oklahoma State team of the month, but I still think Oklahoma is a different territory. You didn't mention those flu rumors before. <laughs> yeah, there there was rumors that, that OU had flu last week. Different people believe different things on it, I guess. But I I, I wonder if it's true. That's the problem when it comes out on Thursday. The flu doesn't hit till Friday. What do we do? <laughs> No, like, it's true. The most, most there has been some blue stuff this year, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, like there's been some weird Penix. Washington, yeah. Penix Washington, I mean, FSU, Boston College, where they Patrick warmed up, Mahomes. like the whole team was in masks. Yeah, like it, it's a real thing. Um, you know, it, it, I don't know. Hopefully they're recovered. Has it always been a thing and we're just like more in tune to it in the last three years? Mm -hmm. Something happened a few years ago that caused people to pay more attention to it. Yeah, we monitor it now, it seems more. A little bit more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then all the 330 games, you know, you'll be putting it to bed and you will be turning your attention to the final leg of the CBS triple header. Brian Denny Stadium, LSU, Alabama, Brian Kelly, Nick Saban, Crimson Tide looking for revenge for last year's overtime loss in Baton Rouge. 
Alabama favored by three over under of 60 and a half. Who's got a lock here? Where where was the game played, Chip? I'm only going to do it once, all right? <laughs> Baton Rouge. Only, only, only going to do it once. If I think about it, it's going to sound even worse, all right? <laughs> all right, I'm taking control of this. Bama, lay it. Go alt line, nine and a half. But I, for the lock's purposes, I'm just going to say three. I, I look at this game as an opportunity for Alabama to stick its pretty little nose um, back at, like, remind everybody who's who and what's what. This uh, Crimson Tide defense against uh, Jaden Daniels will be tested. Their corners will be tested by that one-two combo of Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas. But it's on the other side where, yes, Alabama's offense is the weaker side of the football, but the weakness of LSU is its defense. And as we discussed in Wednesday's big game breakdown, got a little bit of an availability issue. What do they say? The best ability is availability, and that ability is much lessened for the Tigers' defense going into this big-time matchup. I like Alabama to be able to take control of this game, maybe play a little keep-away, deep shots coming, taking advantage of, uh, if you want to do like a Jermaine Burton anytime touchdown score prop, if you want to look at different ways to attack that, I just see that ultimately the simplest play is to look at three and understand that if I'm that confident in Alabama's edge in the matchup, you just, you lay it. We actually, uh, we need some some drill. We need a cleaning. Going back to the well here, says the dentist. Bama has been taking care of business at home since the Texas loss. As an Ole Miss fan, he would know all about that. I do think this is a tougher matchup uh, than Ole Miss or UT for Bama, but I expect a similar result. Give me Bama minus three. Uh, I also like the over in this one as well, 60 and a half, but it, I don't think he... I don't know. We'll, we'll let him make three picks. Bama minus three over 60 and a half uh, for, for the dentist. And he has one more. Do we want to go dentist more? Or do we want to save it for the other game? Because we're, we're going to get to the other game too, I think. Yeah, we'll get to the other game. We'll, too. Go, we'll, go, we'll go double dentist. All right. So uh, Dennis has a lock agreement with Chip, and he has a lock agreement with me because I'm on the over as well. Chip, you gave a lot of reasons why you're taking Alabama. A lot of the reasons you're on Alabama, same reasons I'm on the over because I think there's going to be a lot of points scored in this one. So give me the over. Uh, the Dennis has a lock agreement with myself as well. I'm going to go with Alabama. Yes. It's like a, it's like a lock unity-ish. What, <laughs> <laughs> with two two agreements with the dentist? Because that's a Bud Chip agreement on mm-hmm. Alabama. Yeah, but De- Dennis doesn't get sounders. He already has his own drill. Could, could we drill during the, the children's singing? <laughs> <laughs> sounds, sounds awful. That, that, After our audio problems on Wednesday, I'm not yeah. testing the limits of. Uh, I was not a gesture radio. This is just us. Yeah. Messing with. You're not typically going to hear children singing in joy as the dentist's drill is going. It's not how it normally works. I do think that. So I don't know if you guys play any like pick and pools, but I know a lot of our audience does. You could do pretty well in pick and pools just by like picking off numbers that haven't moved with the market obviously because they, they usually set on like thursday and then by, by the time the picks are due you can pick off a couple straight numbers but if you want to win a week you usually need to go against the herd slightly i think this is actually a pretty good opportunity to do so you know so like this will be three and a half in most pick and pulls i think most people will take lsu because the offense because they're getting a half point against the market 
I just like Alabama here. So in the pick em pools, I think this is a little opportunity. Just, I don't know, free advice if it loses. Sorry. Danny, any locks? And if, I, no, if it's not a lock, let's at least get a lean or a word on this game. I mean, this LSU and Alabama. It is. Uh, so there might be something later coming up later in the show. We'll just see. Okay. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. I do think, you know, all the solutions that we've heard, Bama's kind of fixed things. They haven't faced an offense like this and a quarterback like this since Texas. And they've been very inconsistent. I think the start is huge. Like, I almost might put on a live bet this game and see how it goes. You know, because I, I do wonder if Bama can settle in and, pray, and try to play keep away, like you guys are talking about. I, I don't know. I don't have a great feel on this game. I do think – I do think you got – do you think LSU is the trendy pick? Yes. Feels yeah. like it to me. Like, this is Jaden Daniels' game. Like, this is – he's a little trendy. The I'm working on the, the defensive injuries concern me big time. Yes. I'm working so on like the over, but like, story, and I have to get it out tomorrow. That's how I feel. I have to get it out tomorrow. The, the right tackle injury scares me quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Like I know the defensive stuff matters, but and and again, we we really liked at twenty four seven sports the backup who's a true freshman. I mean, he was really nice looking prospects. Lance heard, but Bama's pass rush is real, and it if you got an injured right tackle or you're running the true freshman in there in Tuscaloosa like that, that would be a concern for me. I mean, Bryant Diddy Stadium has when it's peaking has like a violence to just the overall energy. That's and that's where the pass rush and you know they get in the third and long situations and it's uh it's quite an environment right there. So I'm very much looking forward to it. Again, you can watch it on CBS. You can stream on Paramount Plus. Coming up on the other side, we open up the entire board for Saturday with the rest of our locks. Plus, later in the show, Moneyline Sprinkles. Next. Back here on the Cover 3 podcast, let's look at what we got on the board already. But got Troy minus 3.5, Boston College plus 2.5, Rutgers team total under 12.5, Oklahoma minus 5.5, Alabama minus 3, and the Texas team total over 27. I am on Wake Duke under 45, Missouri Georgia over 54.5, the Bedlam rivalry, Oklahoma Oklahoma State over 60.5, and and Alabama minus 3. Danny's got Rutgers plus nine, uh, Kansas State, Texas over 49, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State under 61, Oklahoma minus five and a half. That's a two for one special. Georgia minus 15. And Tom out here with Colorado State, Wyoming under 41 and a half. You know what happens in Laramie. Ohio State, Rutgers under 42 and a half and the LSU, Alabama over 60 and a half. Lock fights on the total in Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Chip and Danny. Lock agreements on Oklahoma minus five and a half, Danny and Bud and lock agreement on Alabama minus three, Chip and Bud. Tom, why don't you, uh, why don't you take us wherever you want to go? Uh, gee, I wonder where I'm going to want to go this week. Let's see. Um, oh, that's right. Air Force and Army are playing. Uh, I talked about this when it was Air Force and Navy a few weeks ago. The Service Academy under one, it is now 44, 10, and one since 2005. But have you seen the total for this game? It is at 31 and a half. It opened at 35 and a half, which is where I got it, and it's gone down four points since. I have 
this is my my announcement to the to our listeners and our viewers. I have no faith in this pick. I was fine at 35 and a half. I am only taking this out of a sense of duty. I do not think this is going to cash. But Army Air Force under 31 and a half. Cross my fingers and hope for the best. I really do think this thing is on death's door. So I'm uh I'm taking Air Force minus 18 and a half. Uh Army has not covered a spread since September the 15th. And that includes losing outright to UMass as a 10-point favorite just last week. I mean, Black Knights are moving in the wrong direction and fast. And while I agree with Tom, out of principle, you should probably be on the under, why don't you tack a little Air Force minus 18 and a half? Because the only reason that it might go over, it ain't because Army's scoring against Air Force the only reason it would go over is because Air Force is able to hit that basically on its own. So I'm going to take the Falcons and I'm going to lay the 18 and a half. This game being played also in Denver, the home of the Denver Broncos. Um, I I just think that things are much stronger right now with Zach Larrier and uh, and the Falcons. So uh, give me give, give me Air Force minus 18 and a half. Gotcha, 18. Cool. Let the children sing. Yeah. We talked a lot about the aspects of where, you know, Georgia came in ranked. I was going to tick them off. I also think it probably upset Air Force. The fact that they check in at 25, I think they probably feel a little bit disrespected. But even though you can spell wagon <laughs> without Air Force, you can't deny that Air Force is a wagon. I think I did that right. That might have been some convoluted mess. But Air Force is a wagon that you want to get on and get on now. I also kind of like the over, but I don't want to kill my guy's vibes. I don't want to kill Tom. Uh, I'll be rooting for it. Yeah, it's, it's 21 like, to three. It's like, no, 24 to three. <laughs> yes. It's just, it's, it's at death's door. I mean, 28 to three gets us there. Yeah. 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 It does. There you go. Um, all right. Uh, Danny, where do you want to go? Um, let's go. Trying to keep it on track here with the calendar, uh, the clock. Um, let's go to let's go to another game that has a very low total. Now, this one I don't. This one could be the gift that keeps on giving because Iowa is back, right? <laughs> Brian Ferentz, he is not gone. He is just out at the end of the season. Meanwhile, they travel to Northwestern, who I do think has been. Surprise story of the year. I think it's going to be a fun game. It's going to be a really good game. But it ain't going over the total. Give me under 31 and a half. <laughs> It'll go up. I saw, it, I saw it at 29. At one it point. was. Yeah. And then it got bet up. That's why I'm getting in now while there's still value <laughs> at 31 and a half. That's what I want. <laughs> Love it. That Wrigley Field, by the way. So I don't know if that comes into your. Uh, to, uh, absolutely does because it throws off their rhythm. Do they still have to do the thing? I was supposed to call this game a long time ago. Oh, I got because they thought it was going to be the coolest thing ever. So they like bounced me and gave it some like a crew, and mm -hmm. uh, and then they they didn't even realize it. I don't think until the game started. Like this is going to be a problem. So they started. They switched ends every possession. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was I covering that game. I don't know if they're still doing that now. Hopefully, they figured out some of the dimensions in there but yeah it's gonna make it even uglier 
Yeah, Michael hey, Shore ran for like a billion yards in Illinois, crushed Northwestern that day. But I'm looking at the weather forecast, Danny, and at Wrigley, the wind really is a huge factor, and the wind will be blowing in off of Lake Michigan, so it's going to be really hard to hit home runs in this game today. So we're looking at a 3-2 kind of final score. Pitcher, yeah, uh, Pitcher's Park. Pitcher's Park when the wind's blowing in. You know what That'll to do at Field. We take the same principles from July, and we bring them on into November. Let's go. Uh, all right, bud, where do you want to go? Uh, come back to me. I got to send Jordan my sprinkles. Get, give me one second. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll go. I'll, uh, okay, go ahead. Um, this is a first half play. Minnesota minus half a point in the first half. The last we saw Illinois, they were beating Wisconsin in the fourth quarter. And then Johnny Newton, who had been destroying Wisconsin's offensive line all single all day, sacked Braden Locke, but the top of his helmet made contact with Braden Locke's face mask, and they threw him out of the game for targeting because we're all soft little babies these days. And that means Johnny Newton will miss the first half of this game against Minnesota, which means Minnesota, who can only run the ball, will be able to run the ball for the first half against Illinois and will likely have the lead at halftime. So Minnesota minus half a point first half. I dig it. That's that's a very, very smart play. Good execution. It's strong. All right. <clears throat> All right. Eyes up here, okay? <laughs> that's right. Y'all get that? Pass. It's a pass. Y'all get that? Okay. That was Michigan team total over 41 and a half. Let's go. <laughs> Big 10 coaches getting on a conference call saying, like, please, Tony Patini, come help us. Please suspend Michigan. Kick them out of the playoff. No, I'll tell you what Michigan's about to do. About to run the ball right down Purdue's throats. They're about to run it up on national television. Let everybody know who's who and what's what. Michigan team total over. What, what I love, and again, it's not this is not a comment about whether Michigan should or shouldn't be punished for what they've done, but I just like how everybody's like, well, look, the Big Ten coaches all think Michigan should be punished. This is important. It's like, of course they think Michigan should be punished. They're competing against them. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> it, you know what Tony Tati's probably not about to do is take his best team out of the playoff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, yeah. He so, could so, lose the ADs and coaches if he doesn't act quickly. <laughs> yeah, tell, t- tell me the new commissioner who just got there is about to uh, enrage the uh, the entire Michigan uh, football program. Yeah, sure. Wouldn't it be hilarious, though? <laughs> it would be. But speaking of commissioners, remember the report from earlier this week about how Roger Goodell might suspend Jim Harbaugh if he's found guilty and it's like gets NCAA penalties? Did you see who the Raiders named as interim head coach the other day? Antonio Pierce. Oh, man. I thought Roger Goodell has the power to suspend him for what he did at Arizona State. Watch out, folks. Did you see the piece, speaking of Michigan, did you see the piece in The Athletic about how many points the coaches thought it was worth knowing the other team's signals? What'd they say? Ten. Well, they're marching to victory. I'm victories. to take Purdue because I want to take them so bad. They're marching to victory is 35 points per game. Okay. <laughs> so instead of being – It would only be 25. It would only be 25 <laughs> points per game. All right. Um, all right, bud, you ready? I am. Yeah. yeah. Give me Kentucky uh, minus four. I just – I think these are different level teams, honestly, guys. You know, I, I – and looking at this, I really don't think that the athletes are similar 
for what Mississippi State and Kentucky has. Kentucky's passing game looked a little bit better. I don't really hate the result that they had against Tennessee. Like they didn't play all that poorly. I, th- I thought Tennessee just played well. And I, I mean, it's Mark Stoops, I guess, a running quarterback. Give me the Wildcats. Lock agreement. <laughs> oh. Go. You want me to go first? Go for you it. Me. Okay. That finish was pretty bad, like, management, right? Like, game management there. You know, you're going to have the 10-second runoff. Like, that was, that was not good. But Kentucky played well enough to win that game. And I think Stoops is a little bit salty. And Mississippi State, I'm not going to say it. But if you want to say, you know, that word that is often followed by watch, Maybe, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Mississippi State's a team that if you find a number under seven and you think the opponent is a quality team, and I think Kentucky's a pretty good football team, I could, I could see it. Uh, I could see it going sideways, even in Starkville. So, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna take Kentucky as well, and I, I'll lay it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Kentucky is coming into this game on a three-game losing streak, but look who it's lost to. It's been Georgia, Tennessee, and Mizzou. Mississippi State's been losing to everybody except Arkansas. And I don't know if you remember that game, but it was a seven to three Arkansas win in, in which, or I'm sorry, in Mississippi State win against an Arkansas team that was just not even happy to be there and it got the offensive coordinator fired directly afterwards. It was, it looked like, you know, like when you're going to a professional sporting event and they send the three and four year olds out to play at halftime, that's what that Mississippi State Arkansas game looked like for 60 minutes. I don't think the Bulldogs are very good. I think Kentucky, as we saw against Fandy and against Florida, when they're playing teams that they're a little bit better than, they are much better than. Almost like uh, Arkansas's players were like playing in an active protest at the OC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a sit-in. They Almost. look like Cal Berkeley students. It's like somebody had fired their professor or something for stalking. Can't believe it. Anyways. Yeah. Speaking, of, uh, speaking of Arkansas... They are on the road this week. Mm-hmm. They've lost how many in a row? Oh, on the road? I can't remember. No, no, how many in a row? Straight. Oh, six? Um, They're 0-5 in SEC play. Yeah. And they lost uh, to BYU. You know, I felt kind of bad because uh, Gator Danny hasn't made an appearance in a while. He's back, though. Give me the Gators at home. I'll lay the five and a half. I think there's more at stake for them. I think Arkansas has mailed it in. You mentioned the protest against the coordinator. I want to do a two for one, but I'll stay away from it. I'll just take uh I'll just take the Florida Gators. It would be the under, right? That's what yeah, under. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Billy ball against an Arkansas team that can't do anything. Yep. Yeah. I and I would even I'd probably lean the first half under just because I do think Florida could start a little slow, a little hangover effect from the emotions of the last week. Noon kickoff, too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, okay. Let's see. How many does everybody have left? I have three. <laughs> we'll see. TBD. Two. How many Two. got left? Two. Okay. Um, what do you have left, Chip? Two. <gasps> Who? Who is in charge of this thing? Who's even running this thing? Who let Virginia be a favorite? 
Who let Virginia <laughs> be a favorite against a team that now has legitimate bowl hopes? Brent, Brent Key and his staff, they come out of that North Carolina game and like, yeah, the, are you going to think there might be a hangover effect? They've got to go up to Charlottesville uh, against Virginia. And look, the, the Chipolytics even say it's not like the line is way off. But let's look at that vibes impact of postseason hopes because at four and four, the Yellow Jackets still have games left against Virginia and Syracuse. They also have games left against Clemson and Georgia. So if you are Georgia Tech and if in Brent Key's first full season, you want to be in a bowl game, it's about as must win as it gets. Now, Virginia, technically at two and six, could run the table and go four and oh. But where's the like... Like, where are you throwing the logs on the fire? Where's the burning right there? Give me the Yellow Jackets to be able to go into Charlottesville, get a win, improve to five and four. Uh, Haynes King keeps it rolling. Uh, yeah, I think this game, I think Virginia will be able to move the ball a little bit against Georgia Tech's defense as well. It's not like Georgia Tech's defense is any kind of stalwarts, but ultimately, uh, I like that sort of bowl season foresight implications that it might be to uh, give Georgia Tech the edge at the margins. I just have no interest in playing Georgia Tech games. Period. Like, they have not played a single game within 17 points of the spread in over a month. Yeah. What what Georgia Tech team we're going to get? I don't know. Haynes King I, is I, a roller coaster ride. On power ratings, I totally understand the play and think it's a winner. But Here's the thing. like Georgia dude. Tech either wins this game outright or loses by 25. I don't know about 25, but 14, sure. I get the (laughs) Don't overlook it. It'll happen. Oh, man. Now now I'm down to one left. I've still got three, and I'll stick in the ACC. Give me Virginia Tech plus nine and a half at Louisville. Sticking to my guns. I don't think Louisville's that good. I think Virginia Tech's been a lot better. I loved it earlier the week when I got it at 10. It's under 10 now. I'll still lock it up. Give me the Hokies. I love that play so much. I mean, that that's the wouldn't it be hilarious of the ACC yes. is for Louisville to stub its toe against Virginia Tech. I need Tech. to get Virginia Tech into the ACC championship game. I just need it. It reminds me of covering the ACC back in 2010 when no one in the conference was anywhere close to a, like a national championship contender. And like even if you were at number 15, you'd lose. And then all of a sudden you're down to 23 get the number 12 team and number 23 team in the rankings in the conference championship game. Obviously it's really more like the ACC in 1997, right? Because we've got Florida state at the top and then we'll see, you know, who ends up drifting up to number two, but yeah, let's watch it. Watch out. I might add a sprinkle. Good golly. Refractory Mm. period. (laughs) Let's, uh, let's go back to the dentist. He's taking us to Oxford City Grocery. I expect a close game in Oxford as Ole Miss has played some pretty tight games versus SEC opponents. But AM on the road has been horrendous this year. By the way, not just this year. Uh, just <laughs> if you want the historical record to be accurate, uh, not, not just this year, guys. Um, Kiffin tends to have Jimbo's number. I'll lay the three points here. I'll lay it with him. Double Ooh. agreement with the dentist. Well, agreement with the dentist. Like that. Um, it looks like this one's moving. I'll go ahead and get it out here. Uh, Grayson McCall, out for the game against ODU. Not cleared. 
but it's not his first game that he's been missing. Jarrett Guest. Ooh. Oh, did Jarrett Guest almost throw for three bills and three touchdowns? Mm-hmm. Dumping Marshall? Yeah, I think this is an overreaction to the absence of Grayson McCall. We got this thing near a pick against an ODU team that just had to go through. Obviously, JMU is going to beat you up physically, so a little bit of body blow. But maybe even the emotional side as well as ODU tried to hang in that game in Harrisonburg and be able to you know, pull something off. Now the Monarchs are playing at home, all right? So they are going to have, uh, they're going to have the whole 757 behind them. But I like Coastal to go in there and get that win. So is it still pick them or one? Minus Ooh. one. Yeah, Coastal minus one. Let's go. And I'm I'm good till the sprinkles. Have you guys ever seen those uh, house divided license plates with schools two schools on them? Yeah, yes. we were gifted a Carolina State one at our wedding. Mine have you ever Illinois seen uh, Have you ever seen Florida State and Pitt? Because that's, that's where my dad went. That's where my dad went. Hail to Pitt! It's my dad's school. Um, it's a big number. This is a spot. You ever heard Florida of State. Etsy? Because that's probably <laughs> where you're gonna have to go to get that. That's right. You get that done. This is a spot Florida State has struggled. They haven't had much success against Pitt. Uh, cold weather game for the boys uh, from Tallahassee to make the trip up there. But guess what? This isn't the Florida State we've seen over the last seven or eight years. This is a new one. Six and two against the spread. Give me the Knolls. I'll lay them. Plus, not to mention Pat Narduzzi is out there crushing his players after the game, walking it back <laughs> all week. Uh, and Florida State checking in at four. I think they're going to be motivated to kind of wake up and uh, try to get people some pay some attention. Get you 21. Perfect. It's time for Sicko Moat. No, I'm <laughs> I guess. Do we need You're going to watch Florida State pit? Yeah. Need a sicko no. <laughs> I'm just going to count my money. <laughs> Shoot. Most, all right. Uh, all right. Does, does anybody have any picks left? I'm trying to figure out do. which Sicko Moat I want to give. Like, all all right, I'll go with gone. mine. Take all your right. time. All right. Uh, uh, Is it sick? I was going to give mine while Bud figured his out. Okay. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, I will start with um, my favorite play of the week. Arizona plus three at home uh, against UCLA. UCLA has been poor on the road all year. Arizona is it's the same. Honestly, it's the same reasoning I took them against Oregon State last week. I think Arizona State is not ranked, but I think if you look at the quality of the teams, I think they're basically the same team as Oregon State, as UCLA, as a quality team. So they're at home in their underdogs. I like them to win outright. I will take the three points. And then finally, one of those situations where this team should never be favored against anybody. And I know that there's a principle I have that if a old Big 12 team is an underdog against a new Big 12 team, I automatically fire on that money line. But if the new team is an underdog against a terrible old Big 12 team, I'm going to take the new Big 12 team. Give me Houston plus four against Baylor. Come on. Baylor covering more than a field goal against anybody right now? No thanks. Who let that happen? Yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right. You ready for the music? Sicko mode. Play it. It's time for sicko mode. Let's go. I'm a little bit lower on some of the teams in the bottom of the Sun Belt. If things go wrong, they could be like UMass. That's kind of like sicko mode of a sicko mode. There's not a lot of great sicko mode games this week. I think most of them are are well priced, uh, and I'm not going to tell you that there's a lot of value in betting against Temple, especially not with with EJ Warner back. But I think there's still some value, and I think the value here comes from the fact that Temple defensive line wise has a lot of dudes 
out for the season, who were starting for them. And I don't know this, but I'm going to make an educated guess that Temple's backup defensive linemen are not the best backup defensive linemen in the country, right? Most of your G5 programs at the bottom don't have quality backups along the lines of scrimmage. So I think Navy's going to be able to run and operate their offense pretty fine. They did so against North Texas, which is kind of about as bad of a defense as Temple is. I'm going to go ahead and lay those six and a half points on the road with Navy at Temple. I'm using a, a fat zero for home field advantage here for Temple because I don't think there really is any. And I know Warner's back, but I just I think I think Navy can sustain drives for one of the first times all year. Man, and here I thought he was going to come out here like Charlotte plus four at Tulsa, ULM plus two and a half at Southern Miss. How about Nevada lay the three and a half against Hawaii? I mean, there is some sick, like sick stuff out there. Like Hawaii might have quit, but I'm not. I'm, I cannot trust Nevada's offense to lay anything. I, the Charlotte one's interesting for sure. I just do we know who's suspended for Charlotte? Because I don't. Right, and Pogi announced or Pogi or whatever the hell you call him, the guy with no sleeves, Biff. Yeah, Biff. He he announced that like he was suspending guys for essentially conduct unbecoming during the game. I'm assuming I'm assuming one's their stud defensive end who's been like you know for whatever reason has played for like eight programs uh, because he he got you know a personal foul flag walking to the locker room at halftime. It's not really great <laughs> conduct, but I just Tulsa has also looked terrible in recent. Right. <laughs> it's it, it it is the sickest of the sick. It is under actually even, is probably worth a look there because Charlotte. I'm not sure if they can score on air, and Charlotte's <laughs> defense is still okay. And Tulsa's offense the last two weeks has just totally cratered. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I there's believe, better games to bet. Yeah. Did y'all ever remember like early internet that Ethan Albright writes a letter to John Madden about his low rating? Yes. Madden? Okay. Mm-hmm. The way I still the reference Bud, my wife and she doesn't get it. The way that Bud talks about some teams is like the way that Ethan Albright like visualize it. It's like these teams, they go through practice and they just trip over their own feet because they haven't even tied their shoelaces. <laughs> Did you watch Kent State last night in the fourth quarter? I was oh, live betting that thing. And, and I, like they're letting me get down $25 at a time for, on plus 1500. And I'm like, please, spinning wheel, stop. Like, <laughs> just, just hit it. Like, tell me you've accepted this. And 27 to 10 blown lead. And that's why you're the worst team in the FBS. Congratulations to Joe Moorhead and the Zips. With the incredible comeback in the final ten minutes. Well, to the to the point I made about Temple, Kent State loses their left tackle, and I was like, "This guy went down." Like, okay, I, I, I hit rewind on the TV a little bit. Look, like, that looks like a real college body. Like, he probably matters. Like, how bad is this Kent State backup? And I pulled up their depth chart before I started live betting it. I was like, "Oh Christ, he's two hundred sixty five pounds." Like, that's not going to play, <laughs> right? And like, there's no way they're going to play this listed backup for Kent State, right? And uh, and so then they end up shifting like a guard over there. And the guard is getting like playing left tackle is getting smoked, and also related the guys that they replaced the guard with also getting smoked. Like oh, like Kent State might just be like click click, or, or I'm out, you know. So it it following this depth chart stuff kind of matters, especially at the lower levels. Like mm-hmm. good teams have okay backups usually. Yeah, sometimes I was too busy being old. I was too busy being mad at Scott Loeffler for punting on fourth and seven instead of kicking the field goal that would have covered. <laughs> or not punting for going for it. Like your offense is stunk all night and you were going for it on fourth and seven. Mm. Coming up on the other side, a review of what we've got on the board so far, plus money line sprinkles. Next. 
Sportsline's newest show, Inside the Lines, takes you behind the scenes with the brains behind the Sportsline simulation, showing you line movement throughout the week, injuries that will impact matchups, and early value plays using the model's projections. Get ahead of the lines and the public every weekday at 1 p.m. with data and analysis you won't find anywhere else. All right, let's review what we've got on the board so far. Bud is on. Troy minus three and a half. Boston College plus two and a half. Rutgers team total under 12 and a half. Oklahoma minus five and a half. Alabama minus three. Kentucky minus four. Texas team total over 27. Ole Miss minus three. Navy minus six and a half. I've got Air Force minus 18, the over in Georgia, Missouri, the over in Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, the under in Wake Duke, Alabama minus three, Kentucky minus four, Michigan team total over 41 and a half, Georgia Tech plus two, and Coastal Carolina minus one. Danny is on. Air Force minus 18, the over in Kansas State, Texas, the under in Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and Oklahoma minus five and a half, Georgia minus 15, Rutgers plus 19, the under 31 and a half in Iowa Northwestern, uh, Florida minus five and a half and Florida State minus 21. Tom, Colorado State, Wyoming under 41 and a half. Ohio State, Rutgers under 42 and a half. LSU, Alabama over 60 and a half. Army, Air Force under 31 and a half. Minnesota, first half, minus a half a point. Kentucky minus four. Virginia Tech plus nine and a half. Arizona plus three and Houston plus four. This is an absolute make or break week for me. The only game I have connected to anybody else is our lock unity. Everything else, I'm solo burden. Yeah, lock fight between Chip and Danny on Oklahoma, Oklahoma State on the total. Uh, the UNITY for Kentucky minus four at Mississippi State. Lock agreements on Air Force minus 18, Oklahoma minus five and a half, and Alabama minus three. This Moneyline Sprinkles segment is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. All right, Moneyline Sprinkle time. Right now, of course, our great Sprinkle King leads the way. Danny, seven and eight, 17 and 18 on Moneyline Sprinkles, up 11, up 11.05 units. But last week, no winners. Charlotte Baylor, Wyoming, and Texas State. Uh, don't come home, Danny. You still, you still got the, uh, still got. Uh, look, Danny, what you got on sprinkles? All right, let's go. Four game losing streak. The last time to start season, I have five game losing streak. Bounce back six and one the following seven games. So let's go. It's about to heat up again. I will start it off. We talked about it a little bit. Give me LSU. Jaden Daniels, Heisman Trophy game. Uh, here's the thing. I, I kind of, if you like Bama, I like what Chip said. Like, go ahead, take an alt line up at nine and a half. I think they could run away with it. But a close game, that's where I start to give the edge to Jaden Daniels. If it's close, back and forth possessions uh, in a higher scoring game, that's where I think LSU could get it done. The other one, I'll take Texas A&M over Ole Miss. Last time we heard Lane Kiffin talk, when he's when he's chirped a little bit is when it usually comes down. When he's quiet, I think is when he's most dangerous. I think Texas A&M could come in. He might have woken them up a little bit coming into Oxford. And then I will take Arizona. Uh, Tom mentioned this uh, game. I think Arizona would win the game outright. They're playing with a lot of momentum. I like Fafita quarterback. I also think a lower-scoring game, but I'll take Arizona. I have Kansas over Iowa State after that big win against Oklahoma. I think they're the better team than Iowa State, so I'll take them to win outright. And then the last one, Give me Northwestern over Iowa. I know Iowa had the bye, but I wonder where their psyche is after the changes that were made. I know Kirk Ferentz doesn't love it. I don't know how the players feel about it, but I know one thing. Northwestern, David Braun, they're coming off a huge win. They're coming in with a lot of confidence. I think they win the game outright. 
love to see it. Uh, Matthew in the cover three tailgate says Purdue at 30 to one. Great price. If stallions is out, wouldn't it be hilarious? That would be, I mean, be the ultimate. If it happened in the big house, that would be hilarious, but that's not at all uh, where I'm going to be going. All right. I'm six and 19 cash that little NC state against Clemson last week, uh, up 1.35 units on money line sprinkles this week. Tom, I love what you're doing. I'm just going to go ahead and take the money line. Might even be a wrong team favored. Noah Fafita has been getting it done. The Wildcats at home in the desert. Uh, they've been slaying some bodies. So let's go Arizona plus 122. Uh, staying 135. in the, plus 135. Staying in the Pac-12. Okay. This is a little chart. We're going to keep it family friendly. It says fart around and find out. Okay. On the fart around and find out chart, we have... Arizona, Arizona State, and Stanford, and USC, question mark. So, as the Washington Huskies, this season, when they're not playing Oregon, have been farting around on a money line sprinkle, I'm going to say they're going to find out. Let's go Trojans uh, on the field. And finally, Tyler, Tyler, we're going to go Clemson, money line against Notre Dame. Um, I, I'd say, wouldn't it be hilarious? of all the wouldn't it be hilarious is because there's not a lot from the depth chart perspective. There's not a lot from the production perspective that would say that Clemson definitely has a leg up in this matchup, but it would be hilarious. We'll say the defense gets it done, causes some Sam Hartman turnovers because I have as many wins against Clemson as a starting quarterback as Sam Hartman does. Oh, and four against the Tigers. So uh, let's go Clemson and death Valley, Arizona, USC and Clemson for your boy. All right. Now that means we go to, but no, go to Tom 12 and 22, uh, just down minus 0.48 units. Uh, Bud took the points earlier in the show. I don't even want them. Give me Boston college plus plus one fifteen. I'm also taking Georgia tech plus plus one ten and Texas A&M plus 130. But I've also got some game theory here because, you know, Danny's got a huge lead in this competition and it is a separate competition. So, there is no way in hell I am going to catch him without taking some shots. So, Jacksonville State against South Carolina plus don't 540. Hate it. Are we sure they're that much worse than the Gamecocks? I don't think they're plus 540 worse than give me the, the other Gamecocks. And then Stanford plus 400. Just, you know, it's another situation. Are we sure they're that much better than them? I'm not. So, yeah, those are my money lines. But. I just have one this week. Like I, I don't, I don't know. I, I like money lines early. I missed on almost all mine this year, so it sucks. Give me Colorado State plus two hundred five though. Like Colorado State showed some fight against Air Force. It was a tough ball game. Wyoming's offense looked like fundamentally broken against Boise. I, I they both lost. They both lost by margin, but one looked a little more competent to me. Than the other did. So I'm going to go ahead and have Colorado State go in there and win in Laramie. All right. Come on, Paul. Come on, Paul. Firing, firing off these strays at South Carolina and Jacksonville State. Come on now. This Moneyline Sprinkle segment has been brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Whew. All right. That's about all we can do. That's a, that's a good week 10 locks episode. Look forward to breaking it all down with you, all of y'all on Saturday night. So come and join us 
the Cover 3 tailgate on Saturday night, 11.30 p.m. Eastern time. We will go live to recap the action from Week 10 and more. And you can follow him on Twitter at Tom Pernell. You can follow him at Bud Elliott 3 You can follow him at, at Danny Kelly. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you. See ya. See ya.